The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, man, I'll tell you. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I got to tell you, every time I hear that introductory song, it is different. Actually, that intro for the Dr. Pat Show is different than any other intro you hear uh, of the Dr. Pat Show. And there's a story behind it that fits exactly right in with what my two guests are going to talk about here today, being you and creating health. Curing the Incurable. Liam Phillips is joining us here today along with his special guest, our special guest, Dr. Dane here. Now, let me just tell you why I love that song. Here's the deal. We needed a song. We needed a song for the Dr. Pat show that needed to play without any licensing restrictions. Most of you know that the theme for the Dr. Pat show is uh, Clocks by Coldplay. Well, this particular song is a song that was created by Nick Johnson and uh, several of his peers uh, for the Dr. Pat show. And it is absolutely every time I hear it. And as a matter of fact, one of these days, I am going to play the entire track so you get to hear how the creative juices come to the forefront for all of us. But I am forever grateful for Nick and his fabulous musician team for putting that together. We're going to talk about gratitude today. And, you know, we got a little taste of this earlier on when Dr. Dane was joining me on the earlier show. And we started to get into a conversation about help. It was actually sort of, let's just call it, foreplay for tonight's show. Curing the incurable, being you and creating help with Liam Phillips. Now, Liam is amazing. How, how is it you can even talk about curing the incurable? Well, I'll tell you how. It's because he has experienced it. You know, you heard on a previous show what his journey was like, how he became terminally ill, how he searched up and down for the cure. Sounds a little bit like me here. And and then what he discovered, and you're going to hear more about that today. Along with Dr. Dane, who has been a regular on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio, who shared his story about searching, about despair. So how is it this, both of these guys, international speakers, Dr. Dane here is co-creator of Access Consciousness, travels all over the world. He has more stories to share about the people he's helped and he helped and even some of the people he has not been able to help. Why? Because he is on a mission. And what I've come to learn about Dr. Dane and about Liam is these two 
These two gentlemen are on a mission to help all of us understand that we have that power to cure the incurable, that we have that power to manifest things in our lives that we never thought was possible. Why? Because we get to ask ourselves the question, what else is possible here? Liam, let's start off with you. Welcome to the show. I'm going to have you introduce Dr. Dane. What do you think about that? <laughs> I thought you might say that. Hello, Dr. Pat. How um, are you? Hello, all the listeners. Yeah, it's like I I was so happy when um, Dane said, yeah, I'd love to be on the radio show. Um, Dr. Dane was one of the first people that I met who was um, an integral part to creating and generating something that I knew was possible, but I just didn't know quite the steps to get there. And the first time I met him, uh, was amazing. He, I had a private session with him and um, he said, Liam, I just don't think I can do anything for you in this 10 seconds or words to that effect. And it was the first time anybody had actually been willing to be totally upfront and honest with me. And that, was, that just changed my whole real reality. And a few days later, um, after... Um, doing some stuff with Gary Douglas in an access consciousness class. Uh, I went back to Dane and we were able to make some changes and my body just uh, uh, started changing very, very quickly. So I'm very, very happy and I've got a lot of gratitude for this guy. Um, Dr. Dane here, welcome to um, my show. <laughs> oh, Liam, Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me. I gotta, I'm stoked. I'm excited because this, like, you guys are both awesome. And knowing Liam's story, where he came from, and what he's been willing to choose and create, I mean, literally on the verge of death and knowing it and and being there in reality and making that choice and then seeing what he's creating in his life now, it's just, it's inspirational to me. So I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I got to tell you, I'm fired up to talk to both of you. And, and, and uh, Dr. Dane, one of these days, next time, maybe when you and Gary come on a show, I, I'm, I, I would like to just do a show that talks about what it is that um, has happened for me, especially around my book. I will save that for another conversation because it will blow both of you away. Today, though, I mean, this is an important topic for all of us. I think we're, you know, here we are. We're talking to three people today. Each of us have had our mental, our emotional, and our spiritual challenges. I mean, would you guys agree to that? Absolutely. Okay. The reason I say that is because sometimes I get emails, and you guys must get them too, right, from people that think, you know what, Dr. Pat, this is all well and good for you. You sit over there on this radio show that you do, but, you know, have you ever had any real challenges? that, That is leading into the conversation tonight about creating health and being you and being able to do it. And Liam, let's start off with you for a minute. Um, this idea of, of being a you is something that I think a small group of people in this world right now are starting to embrace. But yet, what that really means is really elusive. And I would love for you both to chime in and talk about what it means to be you, what being you has come to, to mean to, to the world today, and what happens when we're not us. So, Liam, why don't you kick that off? 
Yeah, well, being you is, um, let me see, how would I put this? When I, before I was sick, what I was searching for was an answer. I was searching for, I, I was I was doing a lot of consciousness work and I was searching for the answer of what it looked like, what I would look like being me. Um, and since I've met uh, Dane and Gary Douglas, um, I've started to expand on that, that being you is not actually a destination that you arrive at and then you go, oh, I'm suddenly <laughs> me. It's, it's more something, for me, it's more something about um, always being in the question and being willing to expand. Once I've, once I've got to a place or reached a target, I can expand on that. So I might ask a question, something along the lines of, okay, so I've got this and be grateful that I've got it and now what else is possible? And I think Dr. Dane here is probably one of these people where he has never stopped asking that question, what else is possible? What can I, what, what else can I generate now? Wow, I've got that. That's fantastic. What else can I be? What else can I create and what else can I generate? I want to ask you, Dr. Dane, for you, you know, this idea of being you has got to have significant serious impact for you, given your story and what you shared on air about your own personal journey when you were at a place where you couldn't even acknowledge yourself to the point of not wanting to be here anymore. Yeah, well, that's, that is, I think, the – it's funny because being you should be something that we all get to be all the time. And I think it's almost the one thing that's, that is, in essence, taken away from us or judged out of us more than almost anything else. It's mm-hmm. amazing. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, being you, it's kind of like if you could imagine what it's like when you wake up on one of those days where you're just on fire – Nothing is stopping you. Nothing is a wrongness in your world, and you're just full of possibilities. And then it grows from there. That's what it's actually like. And, you know, I feel so fortunate because that is what I'd say 90 plus percent of my life is like that. I wake up that way pretty much every day at this point. And, you know, being at the place where I was going to end it, you know, it wasn't a disease. It was, it was going to be self-inflicted, you know, 12 years ago because of the, the me that I wasn't getting to be. So I think you, Liam, and I have this this story that we want to tell about letting people know, you know what, it can be different. The tools are available. The choice is actually available now. What are you going to choose? And all it takes is the choice. You'll find the tools once you make the choice to have you. The tools show up. You know, once the once the teacher is ready, the student appears or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love this conversation because I think this is one of the, the most critical conversations that we could have right now, being in the middle of 2012. Uh, so often, and we talk about this today uh, on the show a little bit, about what kind of judgments we create for ourselves. You know, and, and, and Liam, I would love for you to talk to this because, you know, this idea of judgment, you know, if I don't like me, and trust me, I am really familiar with that story. If I don't like me, then why in the heck, Liam, do I want to be me? Mm, yeah, cool question. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one of the things about being, just stepping back there, being you is different for everybody. So it's not like um, I've got a package deal here and you can come along and I'm going to sell you being you. 
it's it's something that you that you create that you choose and it will show up the way that you that you choose it one of the things that i found was i was trying to be um be something for everybody else um i like my mother i'm i was trying to be the good son um my partner i was trying to be the good husband um for my boss i was trying to be the good the good manager of the store and I was judge, literally judging myself out of existence because every time that I wasn't what I thought that they wanted me to be, then I'd have to make myself wrong. And, of course, if you've got, if you've got a lot of people out there that you're trying to please all the time, it creates um, this, this place where you can never really truly be you. You always have to cut off some part, part of you to fit into somebody else's reality. So what what occurred for me was that I cut my cut off so much of me and I judged me to such a degree that um, it started to create, well, my body started to give me an awareness that that wasn't working. So I had to do something totally different. I want to and, ask you, Dr. Dame, go ahead, jump in, please, because, I mean, but, this is really a challenge for folks. Yeah, it is. And I, I was going to say, you know, it's like that, you know, the the place that Liam got to, it really was a moment of choice. And the choice in essence was, look, are you going to continue giving you up, in which case you're dead in a couple of days? Or are you going to actually start to be you, in which case you can change it? And, you know, the choice doesn't get any more black and white or cut and dry than that. And, you know, so in a sense, what a gift and what a gift that he's here talking about this because maybe because he is, because you are, because I am, people don't have to get to that place where they're literally on death's door before they can make the choice. They can go, wait a minute, this is what I'm doing in my life. I'm cutting myself off from what is valuable to me, from what makes me happy. I'm living for everyone else and I feel like there's nothing coming back to me. Maybe I'll make a change so I don't have to get to that place. One of the things that I wanted to talk with each of you about is the significance of this for people in cultivating their dream and cultivating the lives that that they want. You know, being you and changing your health is really at the forefront of today's show. And I think it's a great place to start because, you know, if we pretend that we are someone else or something else or whatever it is that our parents want us to be. Uh, let me ask a reverse question. You know, how does that affect our health to begin with, Liam? You want to jump on that? Yeah, sure. And by the way, Dr. Dana's got a brilliant book called Being You, uh, Changing, Changing the World. And I guess part of that is when you start to step into that being you, not only do you just change your health, but other areas of your life can also change. And the, and the, and the reverse is also true. As you start to be you, so your health can start to change. So whatever that may be. In, in, um, in this reality, it's sort of like we go to the doctors or the, or the therapist to overcome the health problem, quote-unquote, but what if we were actually to go, okay, so what would I like to do or be in my life and ask a question such as that? So, so then your body will give you a different awareness of what, what is, is possible and perhaps the, the health, quote-unquote, issues won't, will no longer be part of 
um, your life. You'll actually start living your life rather than um, trying to make the disease or the discomfort or the sickness or the illness or the malady um, significant or um, or serious. And, and that's what I found a lot of people have done over the years is when they get caught up in um, their their health issues, so to speak, um, it becomes an all-binding um, thing, and that's and that's all that they can possibly see, and they don't see any other possibility. Right. And it's stepping out of that. We've got a helicopter going going <laughs> above me at the moment. Sorry. Well, about that. They, they, they just want to join in on the conversation. That's how good this is. You know well, what I'm saying? That's it. Come on, bring them on. Bring right? them on. That's the ABC there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just yeah. want to get in on this. You know why? Because they're probably thinking, wow, how did I, heck did I get here in my life? What a disaster. Because we have a lot of folks walking around like that. I mean, we talk about this in terms of, you know, you guys use this point of view. Uh, and we touched upon this today. There's, there's a saying that we grew up with in our family, and I've since changed it, and that is misery loves company. I mean, we are now joining the world of what is it now? I forget how many millions of people are coming down with autoimmune diseases, correct? And I think, Dr. Dane, you you asked a very important question today, and I would love for you to bring that up again Uh, because we were talking about fibromyalgia, and you asked a question that is such an important question, and it is so difficult to answer. Do you remember what that was today? No, I was hoping you were going to remind me. I was. I'm a, I, I, I am going to tell you what that was. <laughs> okay. You, you, have, but this is going to be my New York uh, way that the question was phrased, if you don't mind. Please. It was, what is it about that disease you're carrying that benefits you? What yeah. are you getting out of it? And boy, yeah. the first time I ever heard that question, I wanted to slap the person that said it to me. <laughs> you said exactly. it today. Thank goodness you were on air. Yeah, right. So there was no slapping available. No. I'm glad I was out of our <laughs> that, that particular case. But it does. When somebody has spent their life believing they're a victim and using the disease or whatever process it is to, to get whatever they're trying to get out of it, when you even think of, of confronting that or even addressing it, I mean, them's fighting words, you know. So, but if for the people that are at that place where they've had enough, this is where it really starts to work. And those are sort of, for the most part, those are the only people that come to Liam or come to me for, for that kind of change because otherwise they don't want to have anything to do with real change. But when somebody's really at that place and, and the question that I'll ask them is, hey, you know what, what do you love about creating this? And and it still brings up the anger, perhaps, but then after a few layers of doing that and running that access clearing statement to change what need what makes it a necessity to hold that in place, they get to some awareness and they go, oh, my friggin' God, I didn't realize that when I was this big, this was the only way I could get caring and attention and or whatever it is for them. And then they allow it to start to change because now they realize they can get it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, you know, one of the aha moments for today uh, in in a very interesting way because I could still feel uh, under my skin uh, a little bit uh, of, oh, that is such a hard question. Liam, did you – now, Liam, I got to ask you, did did they ask you that same question? (laughs) Well, he's laughing. I'd be lying if I said yes. I I truly – I cannot remember. It was five years ago that I met Dane and – uh, that 
when, when I was actually in, I, let's put it this way. I've done so much pod and pocking and changing the energy <laughs> of it. I, re, I really can't remember. It's, it's, it's just gone. But I do remember, I do remember Dane uh, saying to me, you know, as I said at the early, earlier on in the show, um, that oh, I don't think there's anything I can do for you in this 10 seconds. And there was a, it wasn't anger, it was disappointment that came up. But at, over the next few days, because I was actually in an access class at that time, um, I started to, I started to perceive the energy of questions such as that. There were a lot of questions like that that were coming up in the class. Um, and one of the things that I do with people when I ask these questions now is sometimes they'll, they'll look at me, they might go into that anger or that disappointment, but there's an energy that comes up and it's that energy that's there that we're really talking about. It doesn't matter if you can't put words to it. I'm, I, I'm not brilliant at putting words to the energy of it. I'm getting there. Um, but what, what, would it, what would it take if we were all more aware of the energy of what's sticking us? So when that anger or that disappointment, you know there's a charge to it. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like, wow, okay, what is that? And if we ask a question about what that energy is, you've, heard, you've all heard the old thing in the Bible. It's very deeply in there somewhere, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. But when you can ask that question, you are willing then to receive a different awareness or a, or a, or a different quote-unquote answer so, so that you can create something totally different. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, I've mentioned the word point of view a couple of times. So I, I want to ask you uh, uh, about this, you know, uh, Dr. Dane and, and Liam, what does it mean to cultivate an interesting point of view? You know, what does that mean in terms of, A, the recognition of where you are in the moment, and then, B, the recognition of, of the fact that you want something to change? Why is that so seriously important? You want to do that one, Liam, or shall I? <laughs> oh, uh, I'll put my ten cents worth in. How's that? Okay, deal. <laughs> my dime's worth. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, a point of view was one of those tools that I first got um, in Access, and I uh, and I remember um, I managed to get the foundation book at Bar's class somehow, and I and so before I went to the foundation class, um, I read the manual, and so I I found this manual of uh, this this tool called interesting point of view. And so every time that a point of view came up in my reality, you know, something like, um, Oh, I don't like, I don't like, uh, sugar in my coffee. I would just basically go, Oh, that's an interesting point of view, Liam. And by ask, by, by using that tool, interesting point of view, I was able to start stepping into, not having a point of view because having a having a fixed point of view there's nothing wrong in having a point of view but if you've got a fixed point of view that's not working for you then you may have one or two gazillion judgments <laughs> holding that in place and it's it's like if you're willing to actually let go of those judgments or that or that fixed fixity if you like of that point of view um then then it doesn't matter what comes towards you. You don't have to make it a reality in your life or in your body. I'm sure Dr. Dane could expand on that like, woo! Well, I'd, 
<laughs> yeah, I'd say what you said is absolutely brilliant. And and it's kind of like, you know, if you could if you could be like the rock in the stream and have everybody else's points of view and their judgments and their attitudes and their beliefs and the rightness and wrongness come at you and go around you, that's what it's like. But what happens is we tend to get stuck on the things that we consider important. And what and you know, I grew up in a family where my dad was really angry and suppressed it. And so there was always this huge amount of this undercurrent of anger. And so what would happen is anything that was out of order, anything you did that wasn't the right, perfect way, you'd get this lightning bolt of anger directed at you. And so what that does, it creates this place where you're continuously cowering. Or if you've experienced abuse, for example, you're continuously cowering from the world. And when you create that, what happens is it's like all these points of view glom onto you like a, I don't know, like an infestation. And a way out of that is if you just take an upset you had, say, in the last couple of weeks, and just say to it, just say to that energy, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And then notice how it changes. Mm. And then again, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And notice how it changes. And one more time, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And between 3 and 10 or 15 times, it's like that stickiness, that stuck place starts to open up and create a sense of space. And you start to realize that what people with physical ailments tend to notice is their ailment gets worse when they have this particular energy that feels like this contraction or this twisting. Well, you can start to undo it by just using this one simple tool of interesting point of view. I have this point of view when that starts to come on. Well, you know, what I love about this conversation is really the portal that it opens when it comes to our bodies. And, you know, I, I want to talk to this place that, you know, we were, we were going to talk about today, which is so important and, and, and so significant for me in my own personal journey, and that is the one of gratitude. Um, and, you know, let's talk about this from healing the body, from changing a point of view. Uh, but what is it, what is it about the energy of gratitude, Liam? What is it about the energy of gratitude that is so powerful? Because it is powerful, but yet sometimes, and, and I hear this all the time from listeners, it is really hard to get to that place of gratitude. And, you know, Dr. Dane, you heard it in some of the questions today that we got, the one about cellulite and then a couple of others. You know, Liam, gratitude, you know, what is it from an energy form and why is this so important in creating the kind of shift we're we're talking about, the kind of healing we're talking about? When when I first became really aware of um, that energy of gratitude, was watching my my partner at the time she had we went to a market and we were running something called bars there mm-hmm. and she went off to and it was a spiritual market and we, and she went off to a massage therapist and had an amazing massage and she came back to me and she said oh my god that massage was just so good that massage therapist is just so good and i looked at her and i said have you acknowledged your body for mm. being to receive that? And are you grateful for your body for being willing to receive that massage? And she she did that double take that you know you see in the cartoons. Yes, look twice, <laughs> and um, and uh, she said no. And so it's sort of like how often do we actually 
how many people actually know that energy of gratitude for somebody else? You know, somebody does something really nice for you. Like when I was in the hospital, um, my friend uh, John came and visited me and he was in just so much allowance of the choices that I was making. And I was just so grateful for him not having a point of view about me being right or wrong for choosing to go into hospital because he was very much the alternative type person. Right. None of that judgment. I was so grateful for that. But at at that stage, I didn't realize that I could take that energy and also use it to be grateful for me and grateful for my body. And that's something I think that many people are missing, that they're often grateful to their partners or their therapists or to the new car that they've just bought. Um, but they're never they're never actually grateful for them showing up as them or for their body showing them a different way of being or an awareness. Um, they often go into the oh the body is wrong because it's sick. Well, what what if what if is there any gratitude in that? No. No, it's a judgment. So so what if you could go okay? So what can I be? Here's a really great question. You could wake up every morning and ask that question. Uh, uh, what what could I be grateful for today? And body, what can I be grateful for with my body today? And and see what comes up during the day. Well, I, I love that because, you know, what you really talked about, and I think each of us has stories about this. You know, I watched a very, very dear friend of mine who was at such a spiritual place. And I want to ask you about gratitude, and I want to ask you about spirituality in this journey. Um, And I had a brain aneurysm, and so was not willing to believe that she was having a brain aneurysm. And so this is a really long story that I'm going to make really short. But at the end of it all, no one could explain where the brain aneurysm came from and why it stopped as she was in the middle of the emergency room and they were trying to do a spinal tap. And I, and I think that's just one example of many, but let me ask you both this question. What role does spirituality play in all of this? Okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> is, that, is that you or me? Are we, we do a that you've got the doctor. I'm the not doctor. Remember? Oh, look at this. Oh well, yeah. Hey, you know what? That's a point of view. <laughs> that is such a point of view. And we know it's crap. So, yeah, there we go. You know, but here's the thing is spirituality often has people often have huge amounts of judgment associated with it, like the way they're doing it right, the way they're not. And what I've found is that, and I think Liam would probably concur, is that when you function from consciousness – it takes you out of the place of judgment of anything because people will even use spirituality as a way of judging themselves. Oh, I didn't do my mantras right. I didn't meditate enough. I'm judging people. And there's all these reasons that you find to judge you even in the realm of spirituality. And consciousness, however, includes spirituality, but it includes everything and creates the space of no judgment of anything. So it's where everything exists and nothing is judged. And when you can get there... What happens is that gratitude that we talked about for is this gratitude for me is this sense of space where there's actually flow, where there's movement, where there's possibilities, and this you know functioning from consciousness actually creates that. 
And the space that you're talking about with spirituality, I think one of the great things about spirituality is it's an awareness that there's something greater than the mundane reality that that so many people are living. So it, to that extent, it's it's an amazing thing. Just if you can make sure that what everything that you're choosing in that spiritual realm also is increasing the gratitude and increasing the sense of space and increasing the softness that you have in the flow, then you're in a place where it's creating more possibilities, not less. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I needed to put that question out there, uh, you know, to get us to the place of having the consciousness conversation. Because, you know, one of the things we, we have on the table right now is this idea that consciousness is, is growing exponentially in the world. And, you know, for some people in some circles, that, that, that's a conversation that is held by very few for the masses of people, they're scratching their heads, kind of un- trying to figure out why does my life suck today. And I wanted to, I wanted to get a, a you know, get an idea f- from from you. And Liam, why don't you take this one? Is you know how do the access consciousness tools? And I know you have something special for our listeners. How do these tools help people get to that place that doesn't have that sucking sound? happening (laughs) exactly Uh, yeah well it's the the access tools for me have have always been something which i call augmentative and and augmentative techniques um is something that i would have used when i was a teacher in the dis uh, in the disability sector Mm -hmm. and um we would uh we would give children um a tool, perhaps like a, a wolf machine, which which when you type, it actually speaks out the words. Now, this is we're, we're talking fifteen years ago now, before computers, etc. Uh-huh. Um, but that was an augmentative tool. It would augment their communication skills. And what I, for me, the, the access tools are just so brilliant at being able to infuse into any anything that you're doing, whether it's spirituality or whether it's your workspace or whether it's relationships, you don't have to kick anything out if it's, if it's working for you. You can just add these or augment these tools into your life. And so even if it's like we're talking about spirituality at the moment, uh, even if you're doing some other, uh, other method, you can always take these tools and add that to it. As Dane was saying, it's sort of like that softness and that expansiveness, that peace, kindness, gratitude, that calm. If 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 that's what you're shooting for, you can add these tools and that will only increase by using these tools because as the defi- as we were looking at that definition of con- consciousness, you know, it judges nothing and it includes everything. So and that's also judgment it, it includes. So you never have to go into the wrongness or the rightness of my religion is better than your religion, spirituality is better than this, or medication is a wrongness or any of that sort of thing. You can just be in an interesting point of view of all of that without ever coming to judgment and then knowing what is true for you without having to go into everybody else's world and trying to figure it out. That's, uh, yeah, how, how's that? Does that uh, answer the question or is that 
Well, I, I, I think it does answer the question. I think that, you know, part of uh, today's conversation is being you and changing your health, you know, being you and changing your world. Um, and, you know, in talking about that, uh, there are certainly many of us, the three of us at some point in our lives, we were pretty clueless. Uh, I, I, well, I'll speak for myself. I was pretty clueless. And what I, what I think is so important about this conversation tonight and also some of the things that you do, Liam, I know that you have classes that you give. I know that you do Skype sessions with folks. Um, there's a whole lot of people that want a different life. And so I guess the question that I'd like to ask each of you, you know, if you are standing in front of someone that was, and I'm going to use the term begging, begging you to help them understand how to get a better life. You know, what might be one of the things you ask them? What might be one of the things you might say to them? <laughs> we're, we're both waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I did that on purpose. I, I wanted, like that. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Dr. Dane, go for it. Well, what I would say is, mm-hmm. look, if there were no limitation, if there were nothing you couldn't change, nothing you couldn't choose, if there were no past and no future, what would you choose with your body right now? What would you choose in your life right now? And to give someone a different perspective, I think, can be a gift that allows them to see what's actually true for them. Because with what Liam does, with what I do, what we're both interested in is the person actually getting what's true for them, Mm. not putting our point of view on them. Mm -hmm. And And if they can get that, if they can actually go, wait a minute. And then the other question I asked is, look, if everybody that's on the planet right now went away tomorrow, what choices would you have available? Mm -hmm. And they look and they go, oh, my gosh, because some people are literally holding disease processes in place to make other people wrong. You know, we probably all know this, right? Well, once they start looking from that place, they start going, wait a minute, this is this has got some basis that I had no idea that it had. And it starts giving them a place where they can start to have a different possibility. And then the other thing that, you know, I would ask is, okay, so look, if you could have anything out of this, what would it be? If you could have anything out of this session we're going to do together, what would it be? If you could have anything out of your life, what would it be? Because most people, strangely enough, never even ask themselves that question. So they're sort of walking around, living in this kind of limbo, not really being present with what they'd like to create, thinking they're living life for somebody else, and not really getting to choose where they'd like to go and how they'd like that to show up. Mm. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to tell everyone listening, uh, first of all, you've heard us talk about access consciousness today and go. Um, the best way to find out more about access consciousness is to go to the website, accessconsciousness.com. But you've also heard us talk uh, about Liam, Liam Phillips joining us here today. Uh, incredible story. And for those of you out there that want to find out more about Liam, want to find out more about how you can connect with him, you can go to his website, liamphillips.com. And, and Liam, you also have another site, don't you? Um. I have, well, it, it points to the same place. It's curingtheincurable.com. Um, it goes to the same site. And I also am an access facilitator, so you can find me on, on the access website as well. Awesome. 
And and if you haven't seen Liam's stuff on Curing the Incurable or read his book, Curing the Incurable, or listened to some of the audios that he has, so listen to what this guy has to say. If you're going through a disease process or any part of your life that you want to change and, and you feel like you're at a dead end, listen, just get the book and read it. And, you know, because there's, there's pearls of wisdom in there that will make you reevaluate your life completely from somebody who's lived through the experience. Wow. Well said. You know, the three of us have lived through certain things, you know, in our lives, especially around healing, around wellness, you know, whether that's, you know, mind, body, we've been at a certain place. You know, what I would love to ask each of you as we're we're coming to wrap this up here is I would love to, to ask each of you on what your personal vision is. You know, you're involved in a lot of things. You're helping a lot of folks change their lives. And uh, I would love to know what your personal vision is. What is it for yourselves? And then what is it, you know, for the large body out there? Um, Liam, do you want to start that? Sure. I, I, funny you should ask that question. <laughs> I was asking that the other day and I was, you know, what is it that I'd really like to have as my life? What would that be? And I started to um, just make a mental list of things and, and I looked at, you know, I, oh, I'd, like a, I'd like a new car. And then I went, well, that's not really, that's not that really doesn't get my juices flowing. I'm actually quite happy with my car. Um, well, I'd like a house. Um, well, no, that doesn't really match the energy either. And so I went through all of these things, and what actually matched for me was that I would like to get out happy from bed every morning. Wow. Um, and and if, if I had that, then I would be well on my way to expanding uh, expanding my agenda of creating and generating more sp- more space, more more gratitude, peace, and calm. Um, that's what I would like to shoot for personally. And if I can be that, then will that create something different in this in this world? Will that create more of that? Because what I what what I personally have seen is that there is not much gratitude, peace, and calm on this planet. It's more about the about the fight and the might and the being right. And what if all of that was to start to dissipate, not in any particular way that I have designed, but just by people showing up as themselves? Mm. Um, and would that create a difference? not just for me, but also for somebody else mm. and the planet. I love oh, that. I, I forgot the planet. You know that big thing that we're all standing on right now? Yeah, dang yeah. that thing. Dang it. Wow. <laughs> what if that was, what if us being us was actually a contribution to this planet rather than, than, than the rape that's going on at the moment with mm. it mm. and the judgment that mm. we place mm. upon it? Oh, that's beautifully said. Beautiful. Truly. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, How about welcome. you, Dr. Dane? Well, for me, it's I. my personal aim is total consciousness and total awareness. In other words, where 
anything can occur around me in my world and anything else and have absolutely no judgment about it and no point of view about it, but simply look for the possibilities that, that can actually show up, you know, and, and I feel so fortunate to have been able to see how to the mechanics of creating change because I've seen it with the thousands of people I've had the fortune of working with in the last 12 years using these access consciousness tools and from a larger perspective you know I so love what Liam said because he's you know it is it's literally about being you and allowing that to create the change in the world from a totally different a kinder a gentler place you know and what I see as the possibility is creating a world where we can all embrace each other mm. with absolutely no judgment of one another for anything. Man, woman, black, white, green, yellow, you know, gay, straight, Muslim, Christian, spiritual, conscious, and truly embracing each other with the caring and the kindness and the capacity that we truly have the capacity for across borders and across the planet and actually creating a planet that we love to live on, that we don't feel like is some some stop that we didn't want to make on some trip we don't want to be on, but actually creating it as our home from a totally different place. Wow. Well, you know, this is, uh, the reason I'm asking this question is because, you know, for a large part, it's it's so beautiful to hear um, how you so captivated a yearning that so many people have. And, you know, a lot of emphasis has been made around 2012, and we're actually starting a campaign on the Dr. Pat show. I don't know if you guys know this or not. We start a campaign to celebrate January of 2013. I love that. January 1st. You know, our, we're, we're going to skip the 212 thing. You know, the question that I've had to ask myself is, who do I want to be on January 1st of 2013? And I have to tell you, that has not been the easiest question <laughs> to ask myself. I, you know, I, you know what I'm trying to say, and I want to ask you. You know, haven't you both had to face yourself in the mirror with that question, or is that just? Am I wasting my time with that one, uh, Doctor Dane? <laughs> oh no, I would say that is. I love that. I absolutely love that. Who do I want to be in 2013? Is the is the, you know, it's like that, I'm with you 10,000%, Dr. Pat, because so many people are focusing on 2012 and what's not going to happen and the significance of it. And it's like, you know what? I lived through Y2K. I was the guy in Hollywood pushing two carts through the Ralph supermarket <laughs> three days before the end of the year because I bought the paranoia that nothing was going to function and I was going to have to live in a studio apartment with my girlfriend and we are stocking up. And so, you know what? I It feels the exact same way. The paranoia that gets developed is, is so similar to that Y2K paranoia. I'm like, you know what? That's not what's going to happen. It doesn't make you feel lighter in any part of your being. And I just want to say one other thing really quick. Right. The idea that the people that are going to be left in any sort of, you know, nuclear holocaust or something like that have to live in a cramped enclosed space and eat nothing but beans is really kind of a cool joke, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. I'm so not going to be in that line. I'm so not going to be in that line. But you know, it's a question you have to ask yourself because there's a consciousness out there. Don't you both agree? I mean, there's this consciousness out there. Now, I also know that we are super uber marketing people here in the self-help field, correct? And what a better medium to market a whole bunch of things around 2012. But I will say this, and I would love both of you to comment, and this is kind of my last uh, last question here. What I have found for myself in 2012 is uh, are some of the most significant trans- personal transformations in my life. And, and, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying 2012 is or isn't what people have said it would be because there are a lot of folks saying that this is about transformation. I have really found so many things this year that have caused me to step forward and change in ways that I haven't done before. And I wanted to ask you both. I mean, is that an energy rising consciousness or is it simply a point of view that I had about 2012? (laughs) (laughs) Personally, I would say, I would say there, there is, there is this possibility for, for great change, but I'd say it's because of all the choices that we have all made over so many years that are actually escalating the the choice and the possibilities that are available where more consciousness is actually becoming available that doesn't have to be swallowed up by polarity anymore which gives everyone more choice and then it becomes our choice what do we do with this newfound choice you know yeah yeah i love that liam how about you yeah when i was when i was sick i used to have this question you know what if i bumped myself on the head and had no memory of disease Mm. What could I possibly create and generate? So it's like with this 2012 thing that's going on, like you said with, you know, who are you going to be in 2013? My question would be, what else is possible? You know, don't get stuck in this reality of the significance of the number 2012, but actually start to expand what else is possible, what can I create and generate, and what contribution can I be to the planet and to consciousness and um, stay in that question so that you never have to come to a point of view or an answer that stops the energy from expanding. And Mm. that's so, yeah. Mm. Well, I want to thank you both. I can't thank you enough for um, everything that, that you do. And, you know, Dr. Dane, uh, maybe you can talk to Gary, but I would love to do a show with you in the near future where I can actually talk about some of the changes in my life uh, that I attribute to the, just the small amount of tools that I've learned from having you guys on the air. I, I am not claiming to be an expert, but I will tell you, I have got more people asking themselves, does this feel heavy? Or does this feel like? <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, I would love to do that and, and just share what's possible. So thank you both for joining me here today. Last question. I'd like to know what's your personal message, each of you? What would you love to leave folks with tonight? For me, I'd love to leave people with the question, 
What is light and what's heavy for you? <laughs> <laughs> good, good one. And, and for me, I'd say, what if you truly being you, totally beyond judgment, are the gift and the change this world requires? Mm. Wow. Thank you both for joining me here today. Wow. Thanks, Dr. Uh, Pat. Amazing show. Amazing. Uh, go to Liam's website, liamphillips.com, for more about Dr. Dane, all of the seminars, everything that's going on. Go to accessconsciousness.com. And don't forget, Liam is available. He does private sessions over Skype. Uh, so many ways for all of us you know, to stand up, stand proud, and understand that we live in the world of possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time. Thank you. It's stepping down your soapbox is way too high overgrown. You can barely see the ground. Or touch the sky, your high horse is taken north and left to you, nowhere to be found. Better off dead, or so you said. But don't worry, we all fall down somehow. Oh, someday, not somehow, not me. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary changemakers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com That's TransformationTalkRadio.com Some talk radio networks 
broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low, without regard for another's journey. They focus on the problem and not the solution. Other networks tune in to the highest vibration possible to help us live life full out. I'm Chris Danis. To help us stand in our yes. I'm Sue London. And cultivate a platform for positive change. I'm Karen Hager. These networks don't come often. I'm CJ Liu. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve anything that is possible. To help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned with bombarding us with bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned with sensationalizing an individual setbacks or challenges. Powerful, inspiring. These networks focus on amazing, innovative broadcasting. You can learn a lot. They provide a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent educational information. Everyone's a team player. These networks are tailored for an empowered, active, and diverse radio listening audience. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. They help us rise up. True empowerment. Create a strong foundation so we can stand powerfully in our yes. Epic social change. They invite us to thrive, appreciate our lives, and create the amazement we call ourselves. The urge to grow. These innovative networks remind us that everything is possible. Overcome those challenges in your life. That nothing is limited. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would have us to believe. Let us inspire you. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives and live in the moment of every breath we take. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Won't you join Transformation Talk Radio? And let's change the world together. TransformationTalkRadio.com